if no one listens to this show, it doesn't matter. Because the value I've been getting, it's worth every dollar I put in, every second I put in, every piece of effort I put in, because I'm getting so much out of these conversations. There's value for everybody, not just value for us from listening to the guests, but also the guest is receiving value. If the worlds align, there's opportunities for everybody in here. And that was absolutely amazing. My biggest KPIs are, am I still enjoying the process, right? So that's something I check in every week. Am I getting feedback from people, whatever the case might be, right? I'm looking for specific feedback around the content itself. How do we action monetize this? And this is going to look very different for a lot of people. But before we even go there, right, we have to conquer being consistent and being out there and putting our content out. There's a sign right behind me here on the right side that says, follow your heart. The reason we're even having this conversation right now is because I've been following my heart. And that's my why, that's my purpose, that's what drives me. And if you find that in your life, don't wait for anyone to give you the go-ahead. Give yourself permission and go after it. We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit before. podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal is Podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Kitching. Good Let's job. Good job. Yo. Go. You got to flow your muscle memories back. It's like, oh, these are the right buttons. We I know. Have I, had to, I had to review it a little bit. And, you know, we got to make the same setup <laughs> in like all the rooms that we are actually recording now. But it is what it is, guys. Today we have a special guest. We met through our community. We actually jumped on a on a call and uh, we were talking about micro content actually. And uh, his story is uh, super exciting because he works with like one of the biggest companies in the world. And now he's also producing this amazing podcast. And I'm very curious on how he manages to do both at the same time and uh, what's the inspiration behind it. I hope his story serves as inspiration for many of you that are trying to publish today. Guys, if you're enjoying this show, go ahead and follow it in your favorite podcasting platform and social media and also YouTube. Go watch the videos. Go see my amazing face, Fonzie's amazing face, and then vote. Okay. Who's more handsome? <laughs> Hashtag pick up, bro. Let's go. And if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode. And of course, and of course, leave a five-star that's, review. That's on this so bad. Just go watch the videos because there's valuable information in there. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Anyways, like I mentioned, we met this amazing guest after a masterclass that we did with one of our partners, Captcha. Shout out to them. Incredible company. And, uh, you know, I extend that invitation. I'm like, guys, if you want to be on the show, let's talk about this. And we did our 11 minute, that's one of our tricks, 11 minute call that turns out to be like 30 minute call. And yeah. uh, the other day I received a <laughs> message from somebody saying, that is oddly specific. And I was like, Yes. It is on purpose. <laughs> it is on purpose. They don't always remember us for the two Luis's names, but the 11 minute call. That's right. Uh, but we uncover a lot of stuff and I'm very curious to, you know, explore this conversation with him on this show since he has worked for a company called Microsoft. Ooh. And then he launched a show that we're going to reveal the name in just a second. I'm so excited because like, he's very passionate about how he helps people with his message. Anything That's else, right. Fonzie? No, you, you, you knocked it out of the park. Let's go, Bring baby. him on. Bring him on. Guys, please welcome our new content is profit friend, Constantine Moran. <laughs> What's up, Constantine? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Luis and Fonzie. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome introduction, as always. <laughs> It's so good to be here. Thank you, man. I, I, thank you. Thank you. I see that you're also wearing a soccer jersey. I missed the memo. Okay. What the heck? <laughs> 
<laughs> I, you know, I was born in Romania, moved to Canada where there's not a whole lot of soccer, so I still follow it from back in Europe. Uh, Bayern Munich was one of my favorites growing up, so I figured, why not? Why not wear a shirt with a color I like, red, right? That's like right. Your <laughs> and that's it. Uh, have some fun. That's that's right. I mean, unfortunately, it's not an Arsenal jersey, but, you know, we'll pass it. It's better than a Barcelona jersey. So that's awesome. Dude, uh, Constantine, when, when we met, I was so curious, right? Like, um, I remember, like my personal story, right? I think we, we started our, our business and we started podcasting because I, we wanted a way out of where I was working at the time, right? So for me, that those two like never computed together they were like this is you know i have to do one or the other but you managed to do both like really well right you work for microsoft you run teams like you you do sales like and uh, that's like your life but also you decided to start this amazing platform right uh yes. and uh and uh, if i don't if i'm not mistaken right like your show has been going for quite a while and you've been helping some people, right? And uh, I want to—I I want you to share that story. It's like, why do you decided to actually launch a podcast while you do the your your corporate life? <laughs> Absolutely, no, that's a great question, Louis. And my show has been live for about three and a half months, but I've been working at it for the last almost a full year now. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, while I, of course, do the full-time gig with Microsoft and enjoy my my personal life as well. Absolutely. Now, the, the, the big question as to why I started doing this has to go back to me realizing that there is more to life for me and that there, there is a why, there is a um, you know purpose behind what I am to do and all the skills I've acquired over the last almost 40 years. Mm. And that kind of culminated for me last summer when I thought really hard about what's truly my why, what motivates me, what drives me. And after doing a lot of digging internally, and asking friends and asking people that know me, I came to the conclusion that really what gets me going every day is working with people, inspiring people, empowering people on this beautiful journey that we call life. Yeah. And I figured what way can I give back besides one-on-one -on -one conversations through mentorship and coaching? And podcasting felt like a natural fit because I'm one that listens to lots of podcasts, yours being one of them. <laughs> Thank and you. That's an amazing way to give back. So why not start something where I can, again, put my knowledge and my experience into something that gives back to a broader audience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm, I'm a little curious on, um, you mentioned that the podcast has been going on for three months, but you've been in the works for it about, for about a year, right? Yes. I'm curious, right? Because a lot of people, they stay, you know, some people stay all their time in that ideation process, maybe without launching it. And I'm curious, you know, what was that process for you? What, you know, what happened in those nine first months that you were thinking about launching your podcast or you were planning your podcast? You know, maybe why wasn't it launched on month three rather in month nine, right? Like, I'm so curious on, on how that process came out for you and feel free to include you know the ups and downs if you had any doubts any ch oh, yeah. internal challenges i would love to hear about that yeah, i love the question fancy and the idea of the podcast first came to me in august of last year so about 12 months ago now 12 months in a bit mm -hmm. and uh, like you just mentioned there were doubts at the beginning because i was like hey you know i'm a kid from eastern europe yes i moved to canada yes i work for microsoft i have a cool job but who am i to have a voice to bring a podcast to the world, then why would people listen to me? So there was a lot of self-doubt at the beginning. Yeah. But what started to happen is I, I started talking to friends and coworkers and 
people in my life and I said, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? And the feedback started to come in pretty, you know, amazing at the beginning. And they were like, hey, you know, you might have something there. Look into it, do some digging and see what you can come up with. Yeah. And I have a project management background, which means that I like to really plan things out, to have a structure. Yeah. But it also means I, I like to learn, right? So I don't want to just jump in and do something half-baked. I would rather put yeah. some effort into it and uh, do it properly, especially because this is a passion project and something that I would like to do long-term, not just for a month or a year. So the process started by me reading a lot, listening to lots of podcasts, watching a lot of videos on YouTube. And then eventually, it wasn't until January of this year when I said, you know what, let me take all my ideas and put them down in a PowerPoint presentation. I love making presentations because <laughs> what Microsoft is I prepare presentations and deliver these presentations to CEOs, CIOs, yeah. And any, anything down below to a, to a project member, right? And I've done conversations or presentations to hundreds of people. And that's what I love to do. So I said, you know what? I'll put my ideas on paper and then I'll take them in conversations to my friends. So again, I called up people. I said, hey, do you have 15 minutes? Do you have half an hour? Let's chat about this idea I have and I would like your feedback. Mm -hmm. So with each conversation, my confidence grew because I was receiving a lot of amazing feedback and some constructive feedback that allowed me to refine my ideas and allowed me to refine my approach. Now, why did I choose to, to go live so late in the process? Well, there's two main reasons. One, I wanted to make sure I'm ready. And two, I wanted to pick a date that was right before my 40th birthday, which was in middle of May of this year. Mm -hmm. So then I picked a date probably four months ahead, and then I started the process. Mm -hmm. And one of the areas that gave me the most anxiety was finding potential guests to be on my show. And it turned out that that was actually the easiest part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be honest with you, since I put my name out there, just a show name, on a couple of the platforms that allow for guests to come on, I've had over six or 700 requests of people wanting to be on the show. Wow. So the anxiety of not having enough people turned into a small anxiety of like, how do I even respond to everyone? How do I even check all these messages? Yeah. And I'm still behind in that aspect. So I would say, Fonzie, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. But that's kind of like a high level how and why. Yeah, that, that, absolutely. That, I love it. That's perfect. I mean, uh, as you're sharing your story, it looks like you were pretty decisive on you were actually going to do this, right? And you mm -hmm. you reached out and you you reached out to some friends and be like, hey, give me your opinion on this. And uh, I have a, I think is like pretty original opinion on this is where I'm creating something. I, I levitate towards not asking for the opinions of others, just putting it out there, right? Like, and uh to me, that seemed easier, right? Because I feel like that opinion that coming from the outside might steer the direction in a way that I, then I, later on, I'm not going to be able to fulfill in a sense or I, I don't feel happy about it. That's like my very personal opinion. Like we have our dad who launched a show not so long ago, right? And mm -hmm. and he was sending us all these things. It's like, <clears throat> tell me like what you think about this podcast or this thing. And the topic is something that, you know, with all the respect, we do not care about. Like that's something I probably like, a, and I told them this, like, I'm like, like, look that I'm not your ideal listener, right? Uh, can you be a little bit more specific on the feedback that you're looking for? It's like, is it on the storytelling? Is it like on the structure? Like what, what, what do you want feedback about? So uh, were you, you never, were you never scared of like getting an answer that you might not expect or were you super open because of your past in, in the environment that you work for? A lot of people that we talk to are really uh, part of the friction from them publishing is uh, how other people might perceive like their podcast, their message, their thing, 
right? Uh, and that's maybe why I levitate towards like, I'm just going to do my thing and I'm not going to ask for anything until like I'm, I'm way down the road that I'm already very comfortable executing, right? So I'm, I'm curious, like what, what came through your mind? Uh, were you just super open from the very beginning or did I ever um, cause friction for you? Yeah, that's such a great question. And I love that you went there. I'll be honest with you, um, growing up the way I did in Eastern Europe during the communist era, there were a lot of learned behaviors, one of them being tied to looking for acceptance or looking for validation externally. Mm. And it wasn't something that I truly realized until actually much more recent in, in the last six or seven months. And one of the reasons I was reaching out to people is because that's what I used to do all the time. It would be like, I have an idea. It's almost like I wasn't trusting myself. So I'm like, hey, what are your thoughts? So part of Fonzie's question from earlier around the confidence piece, like, you know, have I always had up or just had some doubts in there? And there was this confidence piece. And I'm like, I have this idea, but I'm not really sure if it's good enough. So let me go validate with people. So there was definitely part of it yeah. to do with that. But the second part was, and it's something I do in my professional life now and in my personal life, is that I don't want to let the, my ego take over too much and think that I know all the answers because I know yeah. I don't. Yeah, absolutely. So it's about what blind spots am I missing? So when I would receive feedback from people, it wouldn't be like, oh, Luis, you have such great ideas, I'm going to incorporate all of them. I would take them back, I would do my own research, I would see how they would fit in with whatever vision and idea I have, and then I would implement whatever parts or whichever parts I would feel matching with my idea. But the more I work on myself on a personal level, the more I realize what you said as well, it's good to often take that first step, take that first leap, and then as you go, try to get people in to, to help you with those blind spots that we're not seeing in our yeah. day-to-day life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a, an art in a way of learning how to receive feedback, right? And at the same time, potentially know when to kind of like put blinders on and, and focus, right, on your own. Yeah. And you talked about confidence, kind of like validating that idea. And I got the thought... Because, again, two, diff- two very different processes, right? Like my brother said, he doesn't want validation. He just wants to do it. He just wants to put it out there. And then you, on your process, you're, okay, I want some sort of validation. I want some sort of feedback. See, you know, if this has some sort of appeal, right? And now I'm seeing, it's like, okay, things are not just black and white. They can, you know, there's a grayscale in there and there's room for everything. So the question would be, potentially when to seek validation, right? And the first thing that comes to mind is, well, you know, if you're going to invest a lot of money into a big business, right? A lot of resources into a business, you potentially want to validate the idea, right? Evaluate the market to see if it's a good idea to launch and invest all those resources. Maybe when not to seek so much validation is when you don't have that many resources, right? Attached to that that could potentially be it right and i feel like you on your case you were looking at this as a long-term project right again it was you were attaching it to your why like you want this to be something impactful and i think you know whether subconsciously or consciously you already knew that you were attaching a lot of resources to it and i think you want to validate that idea of like you know what i really want to make sure i'm launching something that is you know that i can and will commit for a long term because you know a, a podcast is that it's a project for the long term if you're gonna put put content in the form of a podcast it's a long-term journey so i'm curious did you do you think in a way now looking back at it you might have not processed it that way 
when you were trying to validate that idea, right? But I think there's a lot of maybe internal challenges that we can unpack in there. You said uh, confidence as well, right? But was there any other resources? What was your view attached to it as you were asking people for their feedback and, you know, for for guidance in a way? Absolutely. And I, and I agree with your fancy. It's definitely not black and white. Uh, there's a gamut of colors in between and, and variations of it. And I would say it depends on the aspect in life. If I were to, let's say, use all the knowledge I have now to go back and, and redo this process, there'll be a lot less validation seeking, yeah. um, let's say, conversations. But what I would emphasize more on, I think, Luis, you touched on this uh, with the example of your father in the podcast, I would be a lot more specific on the feedback I'm looking for. Mm. Because when you leave it open-ended, it's very tough for people to give you the proper uh, the proper feedback. And I found it out very early in the process, and then I made some yeah. shift. But when it comes to the validation, what I've come to realize from doing a lot of work internally on myself in the last 18 months or so mm. is that it comes down to, of course, your self-worth, how much you believe in yourself, how much you trust yourself, but also realizing that the only person you need validation from really is yourself. And then when you go to get validation from others, it's more to, again, check on those blind spots and say, hey, are there some ideas I haven't considered? Are there some parts of this process I haven't considered? So I, if I were to go back and redo this or whatever other project I take home from now on, right? it has to do with, okay, I'm not looking for validation specifically, but I'm looking for feedback. I'm looking to see if I'm missing anything. I'm looking to see how I can improve this from day one. Because one idea I stand behind a lot, both in my professional life and in the podcasting world and my personal life, is the idea of failing fast. Mm. So I want, I want to try things. If something doesn't work or it doesn't give me the results I'm looking for, fail fast, learn from it, and move on and try something else. Yeah. Now, the tricky part with failing fast is what timeline do you put on it? <laughs> do you try for a month, three months? That's still to be decided. Fa fast for funds is like six months. We're still waiting to hear feedback, you know, six months ago. No, I'm, I'm, fa I'm fast when I, when I step in the soccer pitch. Yeah. Outside the soccer yeah. pitch, you know, I'm on resting mode. Um, but yeah, that is, that's actually a, a great question. And that's uh, a question we kind of debated here in the podcast a while back, which is, in a way, when to pivot, right? Specifically for, you know, certain things might just take a longer time to measure, right? Mm -hmm. We always talk about how for the first you know, I think it was like six months to a year, we barely watched any of the data. Because for us, the indicator of whether this was working or not was creating, right? Like we wanted to be consistent. So at first, it's like, okay, can we stay consistent for six months? The answer is yes, cool. All right, we succeeded on this one. And then eventually we started looking at, at all other data points, right? But I think that is very important. So how do you go about for somebody that is listening right now? They're like, okay, I have my idea. I've been thinking about it for a year now, right? And I'm about to launch it. What is maybe a good starting point for you to met? Like, what is that first thing that you measure? And maybe what time frame do you give yourself to see if whether you need to pivot a little bit or not, or adapt your KPIs that you're looking for, you know, to succeed with this? Yeah, great question, Fonzie. And before I even, I even go there, I would say the first element that was very important to me and I see as very important to many people doing a podcast or a business or anything else in life is having a strong why, having a strong vision. And does it yeah. line up with whatever you're doing? Because that's what's been driving me all along. And I know that whatever I'm doing right now, it's lined up with my vision, which means is it doesn't matter what the numbers show right now. 
it's aligned. I'm learning a lot from it, so I can I can focus on on the on the quality of it. Now, when it comes to the KPIs and whatnot, I'm only three and a half months in, and I'll yeah. you know I would be lying if I said that the number of downloads, number of views on YouTube haven't been kind of something I look at occasionally, and sometimes I feel like ah they should be higher, and I, I would imagine a lot of us go through that. Yeah. But of course, as everyone would say, is that's the least important aspect in the short term for anyone starting doing any type of uh, content. And I'm someone that started my online persona, my own brain branding, really five months ago, right before the podcast went live. I didn't have anything, and you know, I was turning forty, right? So starting from scratch means that you're going to have a set of KPIs versus starting from a place where you have, let's say, a following and you just want to add a podcast yeah. as another way to to give back and to connect with your audience. So for me, my biggest KPIs are, am I still enjoying the process, right? So that's something I check in every week. Am I getting feedback from people that's telling me, hey, you know, your episodes are too long or too short or the content is too slow or whatever the case might be, right? I'm looking for specific feedback around the content itself because, one of the things I realized as I started recording interviews and being a host and then being a guest as well is that we can always learn from every single episode and then improve how we talk. If I look at my mm-hmm. first episode, I was using you know quite often. Yeah. If I look at my latest episode, let's say you know, episode 40, whatever the case might be, I use it a lot less to the point that it's almost mm-hmm. non-existent in my vocabulary. And those are just small examples of things that we should do, or I, at least I look to do is mm-hmm. how can I learn from... Everything I do so I can make it better for myself in the long run. Mm. And my biggest aha moment to tie it with that in your question, Fonzie, in doing this process, this was before I even published my first episode. So I was recording episode number 10 or something like that. And I was having a beautiful conversation with this lady. And I was beaming. I was super excited after the conversation was done. And I remember going upstairs to my partner and saying, hey, I just said this big epiphany. If no one listens to this show, it doesn't matter. Because the value I've been getting, it's worth every dollar I put in, every second I put in, every piece of effort I put in, because I'm getting so much out of these conversations. Yeah. Because you're building connections, you're learning from people you're having conversations with, yeah. and at the very least, it's giving you ideas for how you can take your life mm-hmm. and do more with it. Ah. Uh. Man, you you hit the spot, right? Like, I think we we probably had the same epiphany, right? Like, uh, after a few episodes, we're like, I remember we're trying to come up with some some titles and and some catchy headlines, and it's like, how to get a hundred thousand dollars of advice for free, right? And and uh, it was like, well, go interview your favorite people, the people that you admire. And I, you know, at this point, I look back, and I and I saw this piece of content yesterday, and it was like. Uh, time travel, what, what was it? Victor sent it to us. It was like uh, our cousin, right? Like he's also very entrepreneurial, but it's like you're, sometimes we're not as happy with the results of what we're doing now today. But if you time travel back, your 20 year old will be like very impressed of what you yeah. were doing today, or very happy or stoked, right? So, you know, I look at my life and, you know, uh, we own a physical studio. We do this, we podcast full time. We have fun, like, like we, I have two kids, you know, fancy Arsenal is winning. Like, who knows? Uh, all these things, right? And then our past us will be so excited about the situation. And sometimes we're so, like, in the moment that we might not see those positive things, right? And and I think that comes a lot with with the, with, with the show. So how do we, for, for ourselves, same thing. It was like, man, like, we didn't have a show. Now we have a show, right? Mm-hmm. We, we weren't getting advice. Now we're getting advice from the people that we admire and we can connect. And it's this very powerful tool that can get you closer 
to the people that you really want to uh, be involved with. Right now, we live in a world that is at the same time is like very connected, but at the same time, it's like everything is like all all over the place, and it can be really challenging to to pick like who am I gonna follow? Who, what's the message I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna be next to? And this gives us an opportunity to go directly to the source and do that. And this is apart from business side, right? Like oh. it, it brought a lot of business opportunity as well, for sure. Uh, but on the personal side, I think that's the biggest win. And, you know, we say, hey, if any, if everything goes away, the last thing that goes is like the show, right? Like we, we're going to continue to do this. So I think like what you say is like super powerful. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm curious, you've mentioned, you know, guesting and conversation with other people. Your show is mainly uh, interview based, right? It's conversations with with other leaders. I'm curious on what has been the value uh for you, for your network, right? On having these conversations about a specific, around a specific topic as well, right? And and how do you see also the network coming into place for the development of your personal brand? And I'll share the, re- I don't want to add context to the, to the question because I, I don't want to influence in any way your answer, but I will be adding context after of why I'm asking this question, right? And, you know, if you heard a content's profit, I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Love it. Well, first of all, the, the, the value in the conversations, I would say I'm someone that's always been challenging the status quo. And when I would coach or mentor others, I would always encourage them to challenge it as well. Or I would challenge their beliefs and say, hey, you, you know, you see this situation this way. Have you considered the alternatives? And one of the biggest values for me in having conversations with people that I would normally not interact with is exactly this. A, I'm learning about something I didn't know, but B, is challenging the way I see the world. Mm. So if I see the world only in white and someone comes in and shows me the other colors around it, I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe I take a step back and I'll now consider all the various options. Yeah. And I would say that's, that's one of the biggest components to it. Now, the networking piece, huge, because it allowed me to now connect with people that Again, otherwise I would never connect with, but opens up opportunities for public speaking, keynote speaking, group coaching, retreats, workshops, you name it. Things that like if you and I talked six months ago, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think I'll ever do that. Now, those opportunities are starting to show up because I'm putting myself outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I'm challenging myself and I'm have, keeping an open mind yeah. and allowing this information to come in. It doesn't mean I have to agree with everything yeah. Let's say Louis and Fonzie are saying, but I can keep an open mind and say, you know Wait, what? how dare you? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, I would say, the biggest value. Now, the second uh, biggest value, I would say, for me is realizing that through podcasting, you're doing two things that usually don't come together, which is learning and giving back at the mm. same time. And there's not a lot of things that one can do where you can say, I'm learning so much, and at the same time, I'm giving back so much. Yeah, true, true, true. I remember uh, a few months after we started our podcast, one of the epiphanies that I had or uh, one of the reflections I was sharing with people was the fact that of that personal growth that had happened since we started recording episode one up to that point. And now even more, right? Because like you said, having so many conversations with so many different people with different opinions, some of them, of course, I would say majority potentially have very similar opinion to you specifically when you're doing a podcast in a very specific niche it uh, you know it tends to happen 
But it was that, it was the fact that it's like, wow, like if I look back three months ago, I, I wouldn't recognize the Fonzi from back then. Like the difference in growth yeah. is just huge, it's massive. And that's, that's definitely extremely viable. But I love what you mentioned about conversations turning into opportunities, right? Whether you're seeking them or not. And of course the context is that, that has, that's exactly what happened with us and, and our show. We started getting opportunities on our world it looked like this guest becoming customers and we, you know, Initially. had the epiphany of, wow, this is great. Like the people that we're talking to, we can actually help them as well. Right. Like there's like out of these conversations, there is, like you said, there's value for everybody, not just value for us from listening to the guests, but also the guest is receiving value. And if, you know, if the world's align, there's opportunities for everybody in here. And that was absolutely amazing. And then we, made more of a conscious decision to say, okay, let's explore these opportunities that can potentially arise from conversations with our guests, whether that is partnerships, right? Like speaking gigs, all these things. And it was absolutely amazing, right? I, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I go back to my class in sport management back in college. I had one teacher that she would always say, hey, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I think podcast is such a good platform to get to know all these incredible people with, you know, that people, they have opportunities attached to them. You know, like if somebody was like a bubble, they would have like a bunch of bubbles attached to them. And those are like all opportunities that could potentially influence your world in any way. And I think it's absolutely amazing. And I love the fact that you have stumbled upon this as well and you have created opportunities in your own world. I, I want to add, something here right because we sound like a broken record selling podcasting which is, <laughs> is obvious which is great but i want to encourage people that this is podcasting is a medium to do this but you can also do it oh yeah in any platform you can collaborate over facebook you can collaborate writing you can collaborate on instagram you can collaborate you know uh on a phone call like how building relationships build your relationship right like the content is just a, a very amazing excuse to put you in front of that person that you really want to connect, right? And at the same time, you can build something that we call art, authority, relevancy, and trust with consistency, right? You're going to be putting that content out there. So for a lot of people, uh, if you're listening to that, you might be uh, scared maybe that you don't want to be on camera right away, right? Like maybe you like writing versus do producing video or you might not have the tech to do it, right? Like you could do it from a phone, right? At the end of the day, like there's different logistical things that we, that we can do. But at the end of the day, it's like, how can I get closer to that relationship that I really want to foster develop learn from right and the content is just a really good way to do that right like yeah. if, you, if we pass a page and then it's like on the business side it's like how do we do this for our business then that's an extension to that relationship right there's many outcomes that can happen from that so i want to i don't want to discourage anybody be like oh i i, I don't want a podcast is something i don't i don't like it's like no. you can still do it's the same framework you can still do it in any platform right like a good example that we got reached out by uh, this entrepreneur, they do they do SOPs and business and different things and their way to communicating is through blogs and we literally jumped on a call. It was a phone call and he asked me some questions. I responded to the questions and then they published a blog post and that's their way. And then we build that relationship over that way. So I, I really want to encourage people uh, to go and do that. I know yeah. that you have a question at the tip of your mouth, but I also have a question at the tip of my mouth. All right, so since I'm <laughs> the younger brother, I, I get to go first. Because <laughs> indeed. So just... On I the, definitely want on the co <laughs> on the conversation of opportunities, and you know we can keep this online. But I'm just curious on now that you've spotted you know the 
the ability of your platform to create these opportunities, what is the opportunity that you're seeking, that you're after? What is the opportunity I'm seeking? Wow, that's a great question. Well, my vision has always been around being in service to others and inspiring and empowering people. And at the, at the beginning, the mistake I made was that I, I came up with the idea of the podcast and I'm like, oh, this is it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life while working a full-time job, right? Yeah. And it was, I boxed myself in. And then as I started learning and going through the process, I realized, wait a second, this is just like the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more underneath that can be enabled because I'm doing this. Yeah. We talked about the collaborations, the network being built. Yeah. So my vision now has expanded significantly what I can help people one-on-one, which I've been doing through mentorship, through Microsoft and outside of it, coaching and whatnot. But also I'm looking at how do I take my knowledge and put it in such a format where others can consume it and I can help them find their why, their purpose, find that extra that can bring them joy and fulfillment in life. So for me, the vision long-term is taking that and putting it into one-to-one, but also one-to-many, because I want to impact as many people as I can. And one-to-one is just not scalable. So how do you do one-to-many courses, retreats, workshops, public speaking, keynote speaking, any and all of those exercises. And I'm actually in the process of learning how to do a lot of those things because I have some skills from the corporate world, but it does require you to put in the reps, to put in the process, right? So it's a lot of working on myself, learning from others, and then how do I, and not being too fixed in how this vision will look like, right? I know where I want to go, but how how I get there and how it shows up, that's not up to me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great, man. And uh, we fully support you. And just know that you have two brothers here, like supporting anyway. So you have our yeah. number. You can just send us a text. <laughs> with yeah. a, but it, if Arsenal plays Bayern in Champions League, just know that we're enemies. Mortal that day. enemies. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I would imagine. So I'll be, I, I'll be <laughs> waiting. I'll be waiting for one of you with Barca in the final. So it's okay. Um, I'm in the in the last stretch of the show. I really want to dive into a little bit of the logistics, right? Because you know. Um, a lot of the conversations that we're that we're in, uh, a lot of the questions come from how do I actually run the show? How do I create it? Like how do I do it while I have something else, right? Because when we talk about the monetization side, you know, we were doing a tour on Saturday with these amazing uh, two women, and they, they have an incredible message that they want to share to the world, right? And the the question always comes, and it's one of the the six stages, right, of, of content that that we talk about all the time. It's like. How do we actually monetize this? And this is going to look very different for a lot of people. But before we even go there, right, we have to conquer being consistent and being out there and and putting our content out. So um, I want to explore, like, how do you balance, you know, your corporate life with your creation process? Like, how big of a commitment is? Can you dive a little bit into, like, how much time are you putting into this? Like, do you, you do interviews? Do you do research? No research. What are some of the tools that are helping you in your process? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this because I think it's going to help a lot of people that are, might be in the same situation, right? Like I, we share ours, but ours might not be applicable, right? Because we have a physical location that we literally just sit down and turn a camera on and then we're, we're going live. Most people don't have that, right? Which, by the way, if you're in Jacksonville and you want to come in, Studio Podcast with baby. Uh, but, you know, uh, I remember we, our first setup, like we, it took an hour to put the, the full thing, like the light on the cameras. And then we ended up recording with an iPhone, right? We're like, let's screw all that. It's iPhone time. So what's your process? Like, how do you, how do you go about it? Yeah, that's a great question, Luis. And that's actually one of the reasons it took me a bit of time to, to get going because I wanted to really understand what it takes to do a good podcast. 
And then how I can simplify things, because one of the things that most of us don't have enough of is time. And of course, I'm like, no, I mean, everyone else, right? I had less time than I would like to. So how yeah. do I, I make the most of it? And of course, I, I, um, I was fortunate that because of my corporate job, I was able to invest in some equipment. So like you guys, I have a Rodecaster Pro here. I have the microphone, the lights. That was easy. And I had a home office already because I'm working remote for Microsoft. So that part was easy. So I have my home office. I rejigged it. So I have a webcam. I have my audio equipment. And that was easy, right? Now, the process was, it's funny. I initially, I planned to release an episode a week. But because of the demand I, I was having in terms of people coming on the show, I said, you know what? I'll do two episodes a week. And in retrospect, that was a bit of a mistake because I was taking on too much at the beginning. But I made yeah. a commitment. I said, how do I make it work? Yeah. And for those listening, for me, it takes me roughly 10 hours per episode um, to record, you know, process the episode, edit the episode, make shorts out of it, make articles out of it, all the content that goes with it, right? Take me 15 hours, someone take me 20 hours. There is a bit of research into every guest that I speak with. To answer your question, Louis, I do spend at least an hour to an hour and a half researching on the guest. If there is a book, I'll do my best to read at least parts of it, if not all of it. My 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 recordings are conversations. Yes. So I'm not there asking questions. I let mm. it go more organically. So I find that that re doesn't require as much research. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to know at least what the person is interested in talking about what they specialize in and going down that path. Now, um, the process after I record something, right? After I record, uh, my brother-in-law is helping with a bit of the editing. All, all he's doing essentially is combining the different views from an active speaker to side by side. But then I take everything and I put it into Descript, which is something you guys use as well. Yeah. And Descript is saving me so much time because I get to do all the editing, I do all the reels and shorts there, and I do at least two to three shorts per episode, and I do all the content there. And then you mentioned the Capture earlier, I take it and I put it into Capture to get my show notes and everything else I need for the social media. And that saves me a significant amount of time. And if there was no AI to work with, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today. I might be able to do like one episode every two weeks. Yeah, but because we have so much AI between ChatGPT, Descript, yeah. and Capture, the process becomes fairly streamlined. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, man. Thank you for sharing. I know a lot of people, you know, th this will probably trigger some other questions, right? So we encourage everybody to send us a message on social media uh, at BizBrosco with any questions. We we just came from Denver uh, last week. We went to Podcast Movement and uh, the last day we're like, okay, we're just going to do a quick round on the, to the floor. We're going to say hi to the people that we love and and just may, we might record something and we, we stayed for like a, I think it was like an hour. You were you were in the other room, where but you came back at the end uh, with Will and one of his friends, and he was like, "Okay, here's my budget. What equipment should I get?" Right, and everybody yeah. gets so distracted uh, or excited about equipment, right? But at the end of the day, it's like you could potentially record a podcast through your phone, and I think it's looking. I mean, now there's AI tools that can edit your audio, and as long as you're recording in a somewhat of control yeah. environment, they're gonna make it sound really, really incredible. Good. Like if you were recording without professional equipment. Yeah. So, you know, part of it, like we always think in frameworks, right? So it's like, what's, uh, you know, what's the time that you allocate? And this is not directly to you, Constantine, but the people listening, right? Like if they're thinking about doing this, do a time study. Like how much time do you actually have available to do this? Like, uh, do you have two hours a week, three hours a week, four hours a week? 
you know, and then from there be like, well, how long does it take me to do the research? How long does it take me to invite the people? How long does it take me to actually record the thing? Yeah. Do you know editing? No editing. There's software that, that you can use. Like we highly recommend this script. By the way, we're going to link, we're going to link it right below. We're full of affiliates. We're proud. We're, we're excited that, that we use it. Uh, and uh, how do I record the interviews? But don't let tech be the excuse to not let you publish, right? Our brother that lives in Colombia, he started his podcast over Instagram lives, right? And he called it a podcast, but it was not published on podcast platforms, right? It was just like, hey, we'll do a podcast. It was going to be an Instagram like interview. And we we know uh, Remand, right? Like he does like these amazing conversations uh, on Instagram as well. So yep. don't let the tech be an excuse for you to stop collaborating and uh, and growing your show. So, dude, Constantine, this has been amazing. By the way, his show, Unleash Thyself, you can find it everywhere. We're going to link it right below. Uh, please go listen to it. Enjoy it. It's amazing. Yeah, when you look uh, for it, it's the one with the epic cover. The epic cover. And yeah. we're like, this is so good. And we're like, give us the number of your designer. And he's like, it's all AI, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any AI questions, you know who to reach. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah uh but dude man this thank you for coming on and i think this was a very uh, refreshing conversation because we you know we've been there right everybody has their, their their story on how they start to publish and it's so incredible like as long as we're consistent and uh, you come up with your own system and your own framework it's uh it's awesome so i cannot wait to see where this is going to go for you, my man. Uh, in, you know, in a couple of years, be like, oh, I don't work with Microsoft anymore. I speak on stages and uh, we have this thing. Uh, and it's awesome. But, you know, thank you. That's all I got to say. Thank you for, for coming on. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. Fonzie, you awesome. Do you have anything else? I'm same. Just just grateful to have you here to meet you today. It was awesome. Uh, whenever Arsenal plays Bayern Munich, I'm going to definitely send you a message. You know, maybe we can... <laughs> catch up the game you know do a, a stream recording and and watch the game and you know hopefully you don't cry when <laughs> byron loses but it's all good <laughs> but I mean, it was absolutely amazing to have you on and i i love the fact that you're on a on a journey and you have a clear vision of where you want to go and you're taking action more, most importantly right it you know it might take people some time to you know, they might get an idea. And this was my main takeaway for from today, right? I love, because I'm somebody that dwells in the ideas for, for a long time, right? I'm a, maybe I'm a decent starter, but I'm not a, you know, the most consistent follower throughher. And, <laughs> you know, maybe finisher, I like to jump from idea and idea. And I love the fact of, you know, the, the commitment that you have shown to this idea. And I can't wait to see where it's going to be in a few months from now, right? And and who you're going to become in a few months from now from, you know, having these conversations and implementing this idea. I think it's going to be amazing. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate both of your uh, kind words. And you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I, I was the same as you, Fonzi. I would have this, but then I would doubt myself so much and I would be like, nah, it's not going to work. And like you said, action is the most important step. And one of the things that I guess I will leave your audience with, and it's something that's helped me be here today, there's a sign right behind me here on the right side that says, follow your heart. And really, the reason we're even having this conversation right now is because I've been following my heart. And what's not what's in my head, but what I truly believe is in my heart. And that's my why, that's my purpose, that's what drives me. So, and if you find that in your life, don't wait for anyone to give you the go ahead, give yourself permission and go after it. So good. Dugasitin, 
we're brothers, two brothers, you know, <laughs> from a different mother. We're good. We um, one day we're gonna watch a soccer game together, Barca yeah, Bayern yeah. in the Champions League final. That's fine. I don't know what Arsenal's <laughs> gonna be, but uh, yeah, I think that's the episode, Fonzie. Good? Yeah, yeah. All right. We're good. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at BizBrosCo. That is Ryan Constantine here. Help you unleash thyself. Please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.